Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! This is Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. With R.J. Bell out, here's Bernie Fratto. Oh, man, here we go. We're 21 days away from Selection Sunday. College basketball is raging. The official first pitch of spring training is taking place. And we've got names in the news this week. Manny Machado, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, even Todd Gurley. And we got opinions, man. We've got thoughts. We've got a plethora of information the whole family can enjoy. You know why? Because there's nothing better than the world of sports. It's the greatest reality show ever created, and you can script everything except the final outcome. So you've come to the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're going on this roller coaster ride with us. We're going to take you up to midnight in the Jonas Knox show. And on that note, welcome back to another edition of Straight Out of Vegas. R.J. Bell is out and about. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, so visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, this is the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. You know, Straight Out of Vegas airs Monday through Friday right here on Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Channel 83, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern with RJ Bell, Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, and Jonas Knox. And regardless of the season, know this, folks, as RJ Bell says every day, we promise to deliver the Vegas truth to you every Saturday night. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. Now, as we march toward postseason mayhem, who is rewarded? Well, there are going to be teams who can consistently execute the fundamentals under pressure. 
And one of those teams today did it in front of 36 people, 36, 36,000 people at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse and Sleepy in a game that already would have been a slugfest, given the fact that Syracuse beat Duke earlier this season outright as a 17-point dog. But there were huge storylines midweek, not just involving Duke. Um, Jim Beheim, I, I, you know, I feel sorry for everybody involved in that situation, the unimaginable anguish following that highway tragedy for all parties involved. He decided to coach today. That was a good thing. We hope everybody gets through this. Prayers. Zion, the knee optics were so sensational Wednesday night. Everybody wondered. Their minds were racing what could happen. Sleepy, I got to tell you, uh, I really give top credit to Duke today because it was a gutty win. They're laying five. They get the, they get the cash. They win 75-65. Give it up to R.J. Barrett again. A 30-point effort. Duke, a, only 9-29 from three-point land, but they were 6-12 from behind the arc in the second half, and they showed poise under pressure when they needed it. Yeah, that's a big story coming into this game, and this is one of the things that we talked about here out in here in Las Vegas. Zion Williams, what was he actually worth to the betting line? Most of us out here in Vegas thought five, five and a half points. I agree. I'd say after watching the Duke game today, though, Bernie, that R.J. Barrett and Zion are probably worth about the same. Four points maybe to the betting line. He really, really played well. Barrett, 30 points today. Awesome. Before they tipped off Wednesday against North Carolina, I believe the line today at Syracuse would have been 10. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Uh, yes. So it closed about five. Duke gets the money. I want to talk about this for just a second before we move along because I think Zion Williamson is incredibly important to Duke. Uh, without him, they lose a, a significant low post presence. They lose low post scoring. They lose their rim protector. But more importantly, Zion Williamson really masked the fact that Duke is not a very good three-point shooting team. They rank 325 in Ken Palm of all the Division I teams in three-point efficiency. That's not good. Zion masked that. Because with him in the low post, pulling down rebounds off missed baskets, Duke getting out in transition was sensational. You saw it against Virginia. So the bottom line is, if Zion doesn't come back, uh, I don't think Duke is going to get much past the Sweet 16 or Elite 8. Save that for another day. Now, having said all that, my moles tell me they think Zion will be back. It's a grade one sprain. The optics, again, were bad. His shoe blew up like the Hindenburg. But the reality of it is, whatever risk that Zion faced, he faced two weeks ago. He'll heal. He'll be fine. I understand he's a very enthusiastic kid. He wants to play. And if he decides not to, that's his decision. It's a highly individual thing. There were a lot of dumb comments on Twitter. That's when you avoid Twitter. And I got to call out Donovan Mitchell, who says something needs to be done. Look, Donovan, it's not the NCAA who says... He has to play a year in college. It's an NBA rule, which will probably be overturned. But let's not go down that road tonight. The bottom line is, I really believe that Zion will be back. And we'll talk about this in coming shows. I think he'll be back in time for the ACC tournament. So a lot of this will be moot. We wish him well. The tournament will be a lot more exciting with Zion playing for Duke. When he got hurt, their future odds went from plus 180 to plus 225. Not a huge drop. I think it's more of an indicator that most folks believe Zion 
will be back. Sleepy, let's head down to Baton Rouge, where this LSU team continues to impress. Javon Smart or Javante Smart steps up tonight, scores well he's this morning actually. The game was actually played 9 a.m. West Coast mm-hmm. time. First game I watched when I got up this morning. Every new day, uh, a star is born. A new star is born. 29 points for Javante Smart. LSU played this game without their point guard, Tremont Waters, and you can't underestimate the importance of Tremont Waters. He's the engine that really makes LSU run. He's got a real shot of winning SEC Player of the Year. He averages 15.6 assists, three rebounds. He's part of that Tigers frenetic defense that forces opposing teams to panic. And LSU is the real deal. They're the goods. They're 22 and 4 now, 12 and 1 in conference. They beat an outstanding Tennessee team who was just number one a couple of weeks ago. LSU gets it done 82 80 in overtime. They were a home dog. Tennessee was laying four. What was your takeaway from the game? Actually, my takeaway was early this morning before the game went off, Bernie. That line was around one and a half to two, so they're saying that Somebody water... Somebody got big-time steam, yeah. Right, so it went up to minus four on Tennessee there. So Waters, I guess they were saying two points, but it didn't look like they even needed him on there with Javante Smart. I mean, that kid played awesome, 29 points, five rebounds, five assists. I don't know, Bernie. I, I really think LSU is the real deal, and with this kid in, you know, coming off the bench and Waters as a starter, man, they're pretty deep. Well, they've, they've beaten Tennessee and they've beaten Kentucky. They beat Georgia the other day. Uh, they're on a winning binge, LSU. Uh, they're 22-4 and four overall. Like I said, they're in line to possibly win the SEC. It'll be a dogfight. They got upset, LSU, by Arkansas and Baton Rouge about three weeks ago. And ever since then, they've drawn a line in the sand, and they've been absolutely energetic on both ends of the court. S- LSU is a team I think you really got to pay attention to uh, when uh, the tournament starts. I absolutely believe they can make some noise. They're extremely athletic. Virginia visited Louisville today, game I paid a lot of attention to because there are storylines surrounding both these teams. If you listen to the show, and I hope you do, a couple of weeks ago when Virginia lost to Duke, I was very I was very hard on them. Uh, when they lost the second game, right, I talked about the fact that I don't think they're able to handle the pressure and all kinds of other things. But since then, Virginia has really rebounded. You have to give them credit. They, they've, they've beaten North Carolina at North Carolina. They beat Notre Dame. They won at Vatek. And today they won at Louisville. And that was a very tough environment. So, Sleepy, Virginia has now won 17 of 18 on the road in the ACC. That's not easy to do. The team I'm really paying attention to is, is Louisville because I, I actually feel kind of sorry for them. I think they're a good team. And I want to give Chris Mack a lot of credit, their head coach. Took over a tough situation at Louisville. They were picked to finish 11th in their conference, Sleepy. They've had a good season. They beat Michigan State. They won at North Carolina. Uh, they won at Vatek. They led Duke by 23. you got to have some junk in your trunk if you lead Duke by 23. They led, they led Virginia by 10 at the half today. They made a bunch of three-pointers in the first half. Louisville led by with nine minutes to go before that technical foul. Big turning point in the game. Now, Louisville's really had trouble with Virginia's perimeter defense in the second half. Virginia really stifled Louisville. They held uh, Louisville to 22% field goal percentage in the second half. And points in the paint were just devastating. I think Virginia outscored Louisville in the paint like 38-4. to And again, for the second week in a row, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Virginia's stud, was a men among boys. I think he had 29 points today. 
it laying five and a half. They get the cash of Sleepy. They waltz into the Yum Center. They win 64-52 Virginia. Now the first AC team in history to win five road games versus AP top 20 teams in the same season. Louisville up 10, Bernie, at halftime. How many times have we seen teams go to the three ball to try to put a dagger in the other team and it costs them the game? Now that's exactly what Louisville did, and I think that's why they lost the game. 17 three-point attempts in the second half. They made two. You can't do that, especially against a Virginia team. You know once they put the clamps on your Bernie with their defense, you're going to have trouble getting a, you know, coming back or getting that lead back. And Louisville just couldn't do it. Three-point, that was what killed them. I agree with what you said. In, in fairness, the three-point ball is what got Louisville out in front in the first place. In the first half, In the yes. first half, and, and obviously Virginia made an adjustment. Right now, Louisville has this odd their, – their, fra- their, their, their psyche is very fragile. Something is wrong with them the last few minutes of the game. It's now happened multiple times. And what, what Louisville has to do to win games is dictate the tempo. And they have to win the rebounding battle. And actually, they fought Virginia well in, the, in, in that area. They did. They're, they're averaging 40 rebounds a game, mm-hmm. Louisville is. And their offense is underrated. The problem is the last several minutes of these games recently, they escaped last week. I know you had Clemson last Saturday plus four and a half. You got the cash, even though Louisville won by one. Mm-hmm. Something's going on in their mind. They're holding mental pictures, what they don't want to happen. Whatever you want to characterize it as, they've got to get it corrected. I will tell you this. I think they're athletic. I think they play hard, and I think they've overachieved this year. Any way you slice it, they're still 18-9. and nine. They're going to the tournament, and I will probably take a look to back them in the first couple of rounds, depending on who their opponent is and depending on what the number is. But I still think there's going to be value on Louisville in the tournament. It's a good teaching moment for them today. You know that Virginia's a very good team, so if Louisville gave everything that they could. I think it's a good teaching moment with them against Duke, with Virginia. Like you said, yep. you like them in the tournament. They'll be okay. Speaking of teaching moments, my God, Texas Tech. Break them up. Break up the Red Raiders and Chris Beard. <laughs> they just poleaxed Kansas today, 91-62. And remember, this was a revenge game. Uh, well, actually, look, let, let me not go too far down that road. When, Can- when Texas Tech led 45-20 to 20 at the half, I said, can this really be happening? They were dismantling Kansas. They end up winning by 29. But this is not a fluke. Texas Tech has won their last five games by more than 25 points. Now, why? Defensively, Texas Tech is scary. Metrically, they're as good as anybody in the nation. They make teams turn over the ball. They defend you. They're incredible. When they're making their shots, they look almost unbeatable. From what I saw today, and by the way, if Texas Tech keeps this up, they're going to be a number two seed, mm. I believe. At least Joe Lunardi said. They're 35-1. to one. If they play like they played today, they're fifth nationally in scoring defense. They only allow 60 points a game. They only allow 62 against Kansas. They keep this up, and they make their threes. They may be on their way to the Final Four. Yeah, they made nine threes in the first half. They did. Kansas, the nation's 102nd three-point defense in the nation. You would think that they would play a little bit better, especially in that spot. Didn't matter. Texas Tech bulldozed them from the three-point line. That game was over by halftime. They overwhelmed them defensively as well because the Jayhawks are averaging 77 points a game, and they're 7-3 and against the spread. Their last 10 meetings against Texas Tech. Not today. Texas Tech... Minus four and a half at home. They win by 29. Chris Beard getting it done in Lubbock country there. All right. Finally, Auburn at Kentucky. And 
Sleepy, I've been singing Kentucky's praises for a while. They shook off that controversial loss at home to LSU last week. They vented their frustration on the number one team in the nation, Tennessee. They beat them 86-69. I got to tell you, I watched Kentucky defensively today. Again, Calipari is getting it done. Their ability, Sleepy, to react and move in space on defense is tremendous. No free catches in space. They make you work for everything. P.J. Washington in a 7'3 wingspan, oh, nothing, 24 points, six rebounds today. All I can say is Auburn, and Auburn's not a bad club. They're 18-8. and eight. They were definitely itching to get back at Kentucky and avenge their 82-80 home loss to the Wildcats last month. Not so much. Kentucky owned them from the jump. Auburn started slow and then faded. 5-19 in the first half from behind the arc. 1-10 field goal starting up the second half. Give it up to Kentucky. 6-1 against the spread in their last seven home games. They were laying 7.5 today. Kentucky gets the cash. They beat Auburn 80-53. Kentucky's solid today. 54% shooting from the floor. Plus 19 in rebounds. You can't beat anybody like that. But what about Washington, Bernie? I didn't know he can shoot from the outside. Yeah, you he, should hit the three. He made nice five, five three-pointers today. Think about the guys that, that come out. Towns, Collie Stein, Cousins, Davis. This kid's going to be another one. He's good. Kentucky's scary. This whole the whole SEC is scary, but I got to tell you, I Kentucky was not on my radar screen until about two weeks ago. Now they're front and center on my radar screen. Mm-hmm. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico 15 minutes ago. I'm going to tell you why the Padres really signed Manny Machado, mm-hmm. and it may not be what you think. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to remind you that Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by Discover. Become a new card member, and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Manny Machado, 10 years, $300 million. In this cut, our first cut of the night, RJ peeks behind the curtain as to the motivations of the Padres and the impetus behind the decision to break the bank for Manny Machado. Now, if you listen to the tone in RJ's voice, he implies there must be a hidden agenda here because the Padres didn't win that many games last year. So how could one player make that big of a difference? Let's take a listen. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the blockbuster signing in San Diego? Money changes everything. Brad, we were talking about it. When's the last time the Padres had a winning season? 2010. 2010. So nearly a decade before they've even had a winning season. You might be, well, hey, RJ, remember how bad Houston was? And they compiled all those draft choices, and then they won it all. Okay, well, there's such a thing called over-under-win totals. What is that? How many games during the regular season is a team expected to win? Before signing Manny Machado, the over-under for San Diego this upcoming season, 76.5 wins. Now, 78.5 plus two wins, $300 million for two wins a year. And oh, by the way, doing a little bit of simple math, it's still below 500. 78 and a half wins isn't even 500. All right, now if you're scoring at home, or even if you're just by yourself, the Padres' win-loss season prop is now up to 79 and a half. Now let's give this some perspective. It actually opened here in Las Vegas at 73. Now, rumors of the Machado acquisition got the ball rolling, and it was 76 and a half the day the deal was announced. Now, before you chase the steam and play the over, a word of caution. The Padres only won 66 games last year. So in order to cash an over ticket, they would need an improvement of 14 games in one season. Ain't going to happen. Therefore, I think the under is the play here. Now, that doesn't mean the Machado signing wasn't a good move for San Diego, and here's why. The Padres' farm system is stocked. They are poised to compete for real by 2021. For real. I think they will. In the meantime, they've created real buzz and momentum for their fans with this signing. See, they didn't sign them to win a few more games. In fact, if they only draw, if the Padres only draw an additional 4,000 fans per game at Petco Park, the additional attendance will pay for over half of Manny's annual salary. Now, San Diego's a good baseball town. They're underrated. As a town, I in fact they draw about two million fans per year, but I predict this season they'll draw two and a half million. But I don't think they'll be five hundred. You know, ba- you know, folks in baseball, hope springs eternal. That's baseball. But what this deal did is send a message to the Padres fan base that they're committed and they're progressing. Let's switch to the old team that used to be in San Diego. That's the Chargers. Actually, up to the Rams, who are now in L.A. They compete against the Chargers. I mixed my metaphors there because real quickly, Todd Gurley was in the news. This cut's really interesting because RJ gives a very provocative perspective on the difficulty of predicting 
What can happen in the future? Hard to predict the future because if you're going to go down that road, you'd best make an effort to obtain as much information as you can to make informed decisions if you're going to place bets. Now, RJ goes to so far as to compare the stock market, frankly, which is the world's largest gaming casino, and their obligation to their investors. So take a listen here. This is a really heady take. Have a listen. RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the Todd Gurley saga? So our assumption is if there's a betting market, and isn't that what the stock market is? We can say investment. We can say calculated risk. But you need to understand it is not a gamble. It is a calculated risk. We can use any words that we want. You're risking money, trying to make more money because you think you can predict the future better than the next guy. That's what happened when your grandpa bought IBM, and that's what happens when Fezzik bets Finland basketball. He's trying to predict the future better than the guy next to him. Well, when you predict the future, it's all about information. What is the classic phrase in the old school boiler room? Sell your house and car and kids and bet this game? Inside information. If everybody knows everything about injuries, there is no inside information. Thus, the injury report wasn't an option. It was an obligation. Report this correctly. Okay. Now, now the gambling's going up on a game that had billions of dollars, literally. Billions bet on it. The Super Bowl. Gurley seemingly wasn't right. His production certainly wasn't right. And no one really was talking about it before, based on the production of the NFC Championship game. And if they were, it was an afterthought. And then after the game, they weren't really talking about it. This seems like a big issue. And I'll say it succinctly, because we're going to be saying it a lot. Enron, big company, millions and billions at stake. When they lied, they had a fiduciary responsibility to tell the truth to the marketplace. People went to jail. Now there's billions being bet on football games, legally being taxed, sending kids to school, literally, with the tax dollars. And the league owes it to the marketplace to tell us the status of these injured players. Not only do they owe it, but if they don't do it, it's going to increase greatly the chance of inside information of some type of corruption. RJ uses the word fiduciary. Now, that means a person or organization who wields power agrees that they are entrusted for the benefit of another. Now, this might be a topic that really starts to get real traction as more and more states adopt legalized gambling. The point being, is it fair to expect professional sports leagues to be forthright on information, especially when it comes to injuries and how that might affect the outcome of a game or at least affect the amount of wagering on one side or another, thus creating an inauthentic market leading to trust issues. See, as sports betting becomes even more mainstream than it already is, you can, can bet you can bet the consumer is going to want to be afforded reasonable protections. I think this is a subject we're going to hear more about later. I'll tell you another subject you're going to hear about. I'm going to tell you the real problem with Anthony Davis, and not only with his current team, but a future team that might sign him. But first... Let's go to Ralph Irvin with the latest. Well, thank you very much, Bernie. And we start in the NBA where, well, James Harden sat out their game with the Warriors with the flu. 
and Houston got production. Only eight Rockets played, but five scored in double figures, and they beat the Warriors 118-112. Minnesota was the latest victim of Milwaukee's scoring attack. Chris Middleton, 28, Giannis, 27, and the Bucks beat the Timberwolves, 140-128. Milwaukee still a game and a half up on Toronto in the East. Buddy Heald with 34 points. Sacramento a winner on the road, 119-116 at Oklahoma City. The Kings, though, still a game and a half out of the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Still two games better than the War- or than the Lakers, though. L.A. falls to New Orleans, 128-115. Drew Holiday with 27 points, leading seven Pelicans, scoring in double figures. And Indiana had seven players also scoring in doubles. They won in Washington, 119-112. Online car shopping? It can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Wins in the top 25 for number one, Duke, number two, Gonzaga, number three, Virginia, number four, Kentucky, but number five, Tennessee, loses on a Saturday again. Back-to-back Saturdays, they fall this time to LSU 82-80. That game was in overtime. And, of course, we look at the Alliance of American Football, where Salt Lake won their home opener 23-15 over Arizona. Orlando, they're 3-0. They beat Memphis 21-17. Bernie, back to you. Ralph, like watching Ted Williams hit, man. (laughs) And on that note, by the way, Ralph, you a baseball fan? So now that spring training is here, does that kind of light your fire a little bit for the upcoming season? No, because <laughs> well, no. There's a reason for it is because I'm in California, and right. I've been in Florida during spring training when it's all happening around you and it's really exciting, and you go from that environment to removal from it, and it just it loses kind of the spark that it, that it's had in your life. You know, in other words, it's like going from an NBA city to a city that doesn't have a pro sports team. You're not thinking about the NBA the way you once did. No, I, you know what? That's I relate to what you're saying. I spent 17 years in Detroit in those winters, and first pitch of spring signifies maybe better weather's coming. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you there, Ryan Bursinger. Wait, first of all, Ryan, I, I'm so I apologize. It's Bursinger, right? Bursinger. It's it's okay. It's okay. It, I, I I've. I've heard At least I got the Ryan part right. Yes, yeah, you, you got that one. That was perfect. You know, I'm, no, I'm no dummy. I went to high school the full six years. I'm no dropout. I'm just having trouble <laughs> with your name. I'm going to work on it throughout the weeks. But, Ryan, you're a baseball guy from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, spring training's here. You fired up? I, I am, actually. I, I like spring training a lot. Um, I've, I've never been. I've always wanted to go. This year, as a Dodger fan, I am excited for the spring training to get going, so that way I can kind of put the way last season ended behind us. But that's the opposite of how I felt last year when, uh, when we got to spring training after the 2017 series. Uh, I did not want anything to do with baseball still. I was very, I had to really detach from everything for a few months. So when spring training came around, I'm like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. But this year, my man, we'll get you a cold compress. (laughs) Good, good. But yeah, this year, more milk and soft music. Just relax. (laughs) It's going to be all right. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you weighing in. Speaking of weighing in, Russell Westbrook finally, finally, that stupid triple-double streak breaks last night in overtime. You can get all excited all you want about Russell Westbrook. I don't. He's shooting 24% from behind the arc, 64% from the charity stripe. He turnover prone. And in this cut, RJ invests a lot of angst because he deconstructs the anatomy of a triple-double and its significance as an important stat in the NBA. 
Now, what I like here is RJ cites history. He draws comparisons. He offers perspectives. And at the end, he takes great umbrage with those who might dismiss it and its degree of difficulty. In, in other words, he sticks up for Russell Westbrook, especially when it's accomplished repeatedly by the same person. Let's have a listen. What Russell Westbrook is doing, triple doubles, 10 in a row, two straight seasons that he's averaged a triple double is amazingly difficult, not easy. Caveat, the possessions in the NBA have increased over the years. Now, there's ebbs and flows, right? You look back at points decades ago, there was more scoring, more possession. But in the most recent era, and let's just use the numbers, in 2008, there was an average of 95 possessions per game. Last year, 100 possessions a game. 5% 5% increase. So, yes, you could say it's 5% easier to get a triple-double today than it was a decade ago. Well, ask yourself this question. How many people average 9.5 points, 9.5 rebounds, and 9.5 assists? Because if they did, let's give them triple-double with an asterisk designation. I don't think anyone did that in my memory. Like, literally, since the big O, who actually did it, has anyone been 9-5-9-5-9-5? Now, as the years change in the 90s, when they were scoring a lot less points, it would have been more difficult. The simple truth here, no one else in the NBA is doing it. Supposedly today, as we sit here in 2019, this NBA talent pool is the deepest and the best ever. I mean, look at the Spurs with their shooting coach and look at computer programs. If it's nutrition, if all the things that allow athletes today. And if you want to see something amazing, just Google 100 meter dash world record time. And they show like Jesse Owens in 36 and each year that passes and literally like high school seniors now would have beat Jesse Owens like high school. Mm. Right. So everything's gotten easier or or let's just say the optimal athlete is more optimal. We know shooting because of the repetition of practice and all the techniques. No one. Larry Bird didn't shoot like Steph Curry as much as I love Larry Bird. So if it's somehow easy to do what Westbrook's doing, then why isn't anyone else doing it? All right, fair enough. I, I don't think it's there's real value in trying to marginalize what Russell Westbrook has done, but for me, there has to be a context. See, I'll never forget there was this 20-year-old kid who scored 42 points, got 15 rebounds, and 7 assists in the NBA Finals. His name was Irvin Johnson. You may have heard of him. He didn't get a triple-double, but he did get the first of five NBA championships that night. Magic Johnson actually went on to achieve 138 triple-doubles in his career, and it's inevitable Westbrook is going to catch him in triple doubles, not championships. Now, which would you rather have? You see, individual performances which lead to team accomplishments, okay, that's cool. They carry value. Frankly, triple doubles are easy for Russell Westbrook. He's a world-class athlete. Now, I can't forget the series versus Golden State in 2016 when the Thunder led three games to one. They couldn't close it out. What mattered most, the ball looked a lot heavier in Russell Westbrook's hands. You know how that story ended. So at any rate... If you think Russell and his triple-doubles will lead OKC to the promised land this year, what are you waiting for? You can get the Thunder at 30-1 to right now. Oh, by the way, uh, good luck with that. All right, sticking with the NBA, our good man Anthony Davis. Now, in this cut, Jonas sets up 
This cut is RJ weighs in on the Anthony Davis fiasco in New Orleans. And RJ asks a question. When you really step back and think about it, you have to wonder who was asleep at the wheel as the Pelicans brain trust decided what to do about their troubled superstar. Any way you slice it, this is a bad look for the franchise. This is a city who deserves better. Let's have a listen. The New Orleans Pelicans are considering reaching out to the NBA to engage them in a conversation about whether they can rest Anthony Davis or bench him for the remainder of the season. Obviously, we know the backstory. He doesn't want to be there. It's awkward. Their GM was just fired. So, RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on what's happening in New Orleans? They're asking the NBA, can they bench AD for the rest of the season? So the assumption is he's going to get paid, right? Yes. Yep. All right. So, because I, I can't imagine he would accept not getting paid. So, you've got a team who literally could have received almost the entire Lakers team and their entire future draft choices <laughs> for what, like four years. And then they wouldn't have had Anthony Davis, but they would have had all that. <laughs> and by the way, they wouldn't have been paying Anthony Davis. And now they're saying, no, thank you to that. Out of spite, seemingly, the boss man gets fired over it. Kind of makes sense. But now they're like, okay, well, we won't take any of that. But you know what might make sense? Let's not play him this year. So, like, how in in the world, from the Pelicans' perspective, does this help? The only logic, the only, and I mean, this is convoluted, is, well, we think we can get more in the summer. But this is an asset that could be injured. Mm. And thus, if we sit him the whole rest of the season, which is meaningless anyway, oh, by the way, tickets on sale now if you want to see <laughs> the Clippers come to town oh, man. or whatever next after the All-Star break. But it doesn't really matter. So we'll sit him like the Mona Lisa behind glass and hope we can get more for him in the summer. But really, how much more could you get to make it worth throwing away a half a season? From the Pelicans' perspective, I see nothing that makes any sense. All right. Several teams are jockeying for position to get a hold of Anthony Davis. I've heard the Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, the Knicks, yeah, even the Celtics. But here's the rub, folks. Whichever team Anthony Davis signs uh, onto this summer, next season that team is going to be spent trying to convince him to sign a long-term contract. That's right. Whether it's the Celtics or any other suitor, they don't know. They might solve one problem and cause a whole other one because Anthony Davis becomes a free agent after the summer of 2020. We've got best bets and some good games to break down tomorrow. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You know, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with the Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Before I get to the three games we're going to preview tomorrow, including best bets, I want to thank my guys back in L.A., Ryan Bershinger, Iowa Sam, and, of course, Ralph Irvin. Could not do the show without you guys. Really appreciate your teamwork and effort. Great job, guys. And, of course, my guy here in Vegas, Sleepy J. You've heard of five tool players? Sleepy J is a six tool player. We'll explain in the future. All right. Sleepy. Villanova at Xavier tomorrow. 
Villanova land six. Jay Wright, look, they've been the class of the Big East for the better part of the season, but their bully reputation is slipping a bit. They started out 10-0 in conference play, but the reigning national champions, one and three over their last four, including three close road losses. Now, Villanova heads on the road to play a good Xavier team. I expect Villanova to give max effort, right? They're struggling a little bit. They lost to Marquette on the road. They lost to St. John's on the road. But Villanova's a much better team, far superior in terms of talent. I think Villanova gets it right tomorrow. They have a get-right game, as it were. I've got Villanova winning by eight, covering the six. I can't trust Villanova, Bernie, to be honest with you. You just talked about their road woes. Uh, it's, it's a clear pass for me, and it's really more than anything a pass on Villanova until they get that road stuff fixed. Well, I respect your opinion a lot, Sleepy. And one of the things that gives me pause is the fact that Xavier, they're the reigning Big East regular season champs. Now, they've reeled off three consecutive wins after starting 3-8 and eight in conference play. So I do expect Xavier to give Villanova what they can handle tomorrow. Let's flip to the NBA. We've got an afternoon game tomorrow. The Clippers visit Denver. Now, Clippers are catching a bundle, nine points sleepy. Mm-hmm. But they're only 2-8 and eight away. Against Northwest Division teams. Meanwhile, Denver, nice looking club this year. They're 40 and 18. They're in first place in the Northwest Division, 25 and 4 at home. They're 8 and 2 at home against Pacific Division teams. Who do you like in this game? I like Denver here, minus the nine. Season history tells us, Bernie, that Denver is a bad matchup for the Clippers. These teams, they've played three times this season already, Bernie, and Denver's won all three of those. First game, Nuggets by nine. Second game by 21. Third game for the Nuggets by 21. Again, something to note here, Bernie. Three previous matchups, Tobias Harris played for the Clippers. He's now in Philly, so I have to take Denver here minus the nine. All right, laying some wood. That's Sleepy J, folks. The game that will feature my best bet tomorrow, and it's one from my old stomping grounds, Michigan State visits Michigan. Michigan, I believe, is laying four. Is that right, Sleepy? Four. All right. We all know Michigan State, no Josh Langford, no Nick Ward. But after losing to the Wolverines in last year's Big Ten tourney semifinal round as the number one seed, by the way, that's Sparty's third straight setback in the series, Tom Izzo took a position and drew a line in the sand. He took a magic marker. He drew a giant red circle around this game tomorrow, and the time has come. I think, I think Michigan State is lying in wait and they're real value tomorrow, Sleepy, on the Sparties. Michigan State, 8-4 and four against the spread on the road this year. They are adjusting to life without Nick Ward. They were averaging 80 points a game. Last three games, they only averaged 69. But Michigan, they their three-point woes continue, Sleepy. They're only shooting 32% from area code three. And one last thing, Tom Izzo, in revenge games after February 15th, he's 29 and nine. I like Michigan State tomorrow. I like the under tomorrow. That's going to be my best bet. Defense, name of the game here, Bernie. I'm going to go ahead play the under, 131. Listen to what Michigan State has given up their last four games, 55, 59, 44, and 60 points. Michigan, on the other hand, they've given up last four games, 52, 75 to Penn State. We'll let that one slide. 52 and 60 points. Two very good defensive teams. I don't think either team's going to let each other get too far away from each other close to the vest type of game here i like michigan michigan state under 131 my best bet for tomorrow bernie that may be a really good play as well michigan state's current edition we all know that tom is was about defense and rebounding that's why they survive in advance they always play one of the toughest preseason schedules going every year they toughen up 
their current edition, the Sparty's current edition, ranks top 15 in the nation in offensive and defensive field goal position uh, percentage, excuse me, as well as rebound margin. They're equal to Gonzaga. Now that's saying a lot. Plus, it doesn't hurt that Izzo owns a near perfect eight and one straight up and against the spread record with revenge in games where his teams that he's playing against sport an eight fourteen winning percentage. Now that that basically means that Michigan gears up for their opponents. Now look, we know that Michigan's John B line is no easy out at home, but he's only four and seven against the spread at the Chrysler Center when he's favored against teams with a better 70, uh, 750 winning percentage that are looking for revenge. It's just triple revenge mm-hmm. for Michigan State. I think we've saved the best for last. You like the under? I'm on the under, Bernie. I like Sparty. We will see what happens. Okay, folks, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Fratto. He's Sleepy Jay. Now, normally... You see, I would say, don't go anywhere. Up next is a man who's so cool, he once taught an old dog new tricks. <laughs> That's my man, Jonas Knox. But see, after breaking Joe DiMaggio's record of playing 56 games in a row, Jonas, the man for all seasons, has earned a very well-deserved night off. But I don't want you to go anywhere. Stick around. You can hear Jason Martin. He's sitting in for Jonas tonight. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.